Welcome to TA1. Everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and we're in one of the few places where it's safe for us all to be together, apparently. Anyway, um, yeah, sucks what's going on. So, um, good, good news for me. I don't have to go anywhere until uh, May, and hopefully worst of this will be over so um yeah i guess uh, people might be home so maybe we'll uh, get some episodes in the next couple of weeks and give you something to do while uh, you're in quarantine or lockdown or whatever the case may be for you so um yeah not a lot to say waiting for spring here and uh so me and a dog can get out and do more Anyway, let's uh, just get the hell on with this. And a uh, nice little chat with Natalie Long about Expedition Canada. Um, maybe a few of you might uh, have to transfer her up and do that race. So um, there's some information, and we'll post the links in the show notes. So um, go fast, take chances. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi. Natalie, hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good too. Well, that that makes that makes two of us. I guess we don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how busy are you these days working on uh, adventure? Fairly busy. We do have a couple of events coming up um, in the next uh, next few weeks. Next couple of weeks. Uh, and then there is Expedition Canada as well that's coming up. Um, we have two events in June as well, so yeah, it's really busy. So, so are you a, a full-time event promoter now? Yeah, I'm an event coordinator for Hoodoo Adventures Company. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. It sounds like is it is it as, it sounds like fun to the outside person, but how much work is it that we never see? It's a lot more work that that we can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the bigger the bigger the races, and the more work um, it brings it brings on. So. Yeah. So, how does how does the AWRS ARWS come to Canada? Who whose idea was it? Who talks to who first, and and how does that, all that work? So I think I think I've been talking with Craig about bringing an expedition Canada um, in Canada for at least two three years or even more. Um, but we we've been just vaguely talking about it. And when I moved to BC two and a half years ago, it was clear that if I was going to do it, it would be here yeah. um, because the terrain is just perfect for it. Um, and then, and then I, um, so the Hoodoo company, um, had been putting on like two multi-sport races in New York and again, mm-hmm. um, within a, a week interval, it's like races that have like cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, mountain biking, road biking, running and paddling and some downhill skiing too. 
And I've been doing those for the last couple of years as solo, as a as a training race mm -hmm. for expeditions. And that's how I met the crew at Hoodoo. And they originally were in uh, New Zealand and they had an adventure company there. So they were aware of what adventure racing was and, and all of that. And two years ago, when I met them, we actually talked about it and we were like, oh yeah, I think we should, we should put that together. And, and I ended up starting working for them uh, last July. And, and as me coming in, uh, it was a show that we were putting an expedition race in the Okanagan and talking with um, Craig and the ARWS crew. Um, we thought it would be a great fit, so here we are. Oh. So, so, how many beers were involved when you first started the, talking about the idea? How many what, sorry? Beers. Huh? Uh, none, it was on the finish line. Um, when I started talking about it with, um, with the Hoodoo crew, it was on the finish line as I was finishing the... Um, the ski to tree race, which is one of the multi sport events. Um, yeah, so there was no no beers, yeah. but um, when we decided to put it on like for real, there was uh, there was many. Yeah. <laughs> I can believe it. So, um, are you involved with designing the course, or are you the course designer? Yes, I am. How do you? I mean, was your knowledge of the area enough that you kind of had? could go through your mind and say you should do this this or this or did you have to do a lot of uh, a lot of work in quotation marks being out in the woods to figure it out well I've been I've been training myself in the area like for the last three years mm -hmm. um, in New York and again so I had a I had a really good idea where where I would like um, the race to go but I'm always uh, I'm always scouting and and I've done a I've done a little bit of work um, scouting around etc. And I will have a lot of work to do as soon as the snow's gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I as I said, like for the last few years, every time that I that I went to a new place and and I was like, oh shit, that would be so good in a race. <laughs> like I I was mentally like doing a little tick. Yep. And I tried to put as many of those places in uh, in that race course as I could. Yeah, I'm, I I hear you. You go to places and you just think, "Wow, this would this would be a good checkpoint." Yeah. So. So. Yeah, a good checkpoint. Also, like places where I've been wow. Yeah. Where I was like, "Wow, like this is freaking amazing! I wish the world could see that." You know, and yeah. So and now some of the world will get to see that, which yes, which is what I don't know. I think what a lot of adventure racers do because wouldn't we wouldn't find those places on our own? Yeah, exactly. So, um, an event coordinator. What I mean, what is a normal day for you at work? Do you get to go out and play in the woods all day, or do you have to be on the computer all day? <laughs> Uh, some days I'm in the woods, some days I'm on a computer. Uh, lately I've been on a computer a fair bit because of permitting and um, it's not just one permit that you mm -hmm. have to get, it's uh, a bazillion of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> the land is, uh, is separated in, uh, in a thousand different like divisions and, and parts and 
so yeah so it's a lot of uh, a lot of computer work i for me for me one of the hardest bit has been to learn how to make a map mm. <laughs> it took me forever uh, to make my maps then realized that i couldn't use the maps that i used um because of policies and stuff so i had to redo all the maps with something else oh. so that took a lot of time but now i uh i think i'm getting pretty good at it what um yeah yeah and uh and a lot of uh trying to find sponsors in here and there and trying to introduce adventure racing to the okanagan world because a lot of people don't know what what it is yeah so yeah. So is that real tough with with sponsors? Do, I mean, do you have to start out by saying, explaining adventure racing, or you know, how do, how does that work with them? Yeah. So what we did is we did a little presentation on what what is adventure racing to start with, and then our vision of Expedition Canada, and it's been amazing. Like the entire region, the entire Canada is on board. Like they they think it's a, it's a great idea and. Uh, Penticton is already a destination for Ironman Canada mm-hmm. and Ultraman and, and like ultra distance and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, everybody was, was on board almost right away. So we, which is great because yeah. we, we have enough in the Okanagan to make, to make 10 years worth of courses if we wanted to. I've been there once we drove through it and I, I remember being, um, very surprised by in the valley by the vegetables in the wineries oh yeah we have like hundreds of wineries and breweries and stuff around so are you going to run the race through a winery so racers can stop and have a glass of wine no that's my mother we my hq <laughs> <laughs> um no, but like yeah, like there's there's tons tons around like to uh, to visit for sure, and we hope that the races are going to stick around and uh, and enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, when you s- schedule a race, this is kind of a little strange question. Are you? Th- Let me rephrase that. I really like it when the awards are like a day later, so that um, when when the racers are done. You have that day to decompress. For me, I have a day to run in and talk to people and just, you know, be able to relax and sit. Is that something that you have thought about? Uh, not for this year, but that's say like we're hoping that all the teams or most of the teams should be done like by the now, night before the awards. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be open for four, day, four days and a bit until noon on that day of the awards, okay. but... But yeah, like hopefully, like most of the teams would be through. So they'll have a yeah, have a little time to 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 pack up and yeah, yeah and find a chair and sit and, and say, how did yeah. you find that checkpoint? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so. well, how did you find those beds? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we never did see that. Or did you see the bears? So, um, oh, there's a question. What's what kind of wildlife? you guys have what what can they hope to see um so i don't know if they will see them but they may see some bears uh some black bears mm-hmm. um we do have some grizzlies but they shouldn't see any yeah. um 
we have cougars, we have uh, coyotes, wolf, lynx, um, deers, moose. Um, yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if the, if many teams see some moose and and coyotes and and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is the cool stuff. I mean, I, I I think your team is very lucky if they get to see any of that. And if they haven't seen a moose up close, they'd be freaked out by how big they are. <laughs> oh, one of my first ride in the Okanagan, I I was face to face with uh, with a moose with our with our gang that I was riding with. Wow. And uh, uh, one of my first time cross country skiing here alone with my dog, I got face to face with a moose. <laughs> so yeah, there. So I wouldn't be surprised if I see if I see some. Yeah. Well, that be that. Yeah, would be great. So, and even bears, like they have a good chance to see some bears. So, yeah, I mean, and and hopefully people don't get freaked out about anything because yeah, bears are always going the other direction when I see them. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, they just don't like me. <laughs> well, I've seen uh, I've seen many many um, many cubs, mama and and the cubs, um, but that was more in um, in the fall. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we saw we saw three cubs and a and a mama on the course. That would be fun. Um, so, like weather, what do you think the weather would be like that? this time of year so that's a really hard question for me to answer <laughs> because in june early june so right now it's warming up yeah. so we finally see some trails that are starting to be bare in the valley but to give you an example i went for a trail run today and within one kilometer not even i was on completely dry uh, gravel and i was in in snow like 15 centimeters deep so you still and without climbing that much. Yeah. So that's at like three hundred meters elevation. Oh, sorry, I'm at like five or six hundred meters elevation mm-hmm. um, altitude here, and they will go during the rain. They will go from three hundred to twenty three hundred meters. So, would would there be a chance of snow? Oh, a hundred percent. I I am ninety well maybe not hundred percent I'm ninety nine percent sure that they would have a feet in the snow at one point. You you sound happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a revenge. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, but yeah. yeah, like we we had tons of snow uh, falling this winter in the Okanagan, like in um, in uh, ski hills and in inner mountains. So and I can't see I can't see that base being all gone yeah. um, by June at altitude anyway. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking like walking through the snow. You're not, not glacier travel and that kind of stuff. To... No, you would just be like walking in yeah. the snow. Like there will still be there will still be some snow. I mean, like w- where I live, um, it snowed in July. Yeah. And the next day I was in T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a one day. That's what you get in the mountains, right? Yeah. You, you never know what you would get. But, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's pretty hard to predict the weather five months away. Yeah, it's pretty hard to predict the weather a week away. So. Yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's veer off into the other world. What 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 made you become an adventure racer? How did you get started? Um, I got started. I was um, when I moved to Australia. 
when I moved to Australia, I started doing some um, uh, some triathlons. I wasn't very active when I moved there. And then I started doing some triathlons. And within a year, I did my first half Ironman. And I, that's when I discovered that I was actually made for endurance and not speed. I hear you. And then... And the year after, someone asked me if I could sub for their team for a two days uh, stage race, adventure race. So they taught me how to paddle in a surf ski um, and how to mountain bike and trail run because I've never really done that before. And, and I started doing that and I really loved it. And a year later, I was doing um, my first expedition at uh, XPD Cairns with Craig. That's that's so yeah, kind of the normal normal trajectory. So <laughs> maybe a little fast, yeah. but so, yeah, it was just a year be- between my first adventure race ever and my first expedition yeah. race. And we'll get back to that, but I'm I'm curious, why did you move to Australia? Um, I've always wanted. I I used to live in South of France, and I always wanted to go to Australia. Um. And I went, I went there for some studies. I was doing a master's degree, and I went there to do um, a research project, and then I stayed for five and a half years. So what was your degree in? Uh, ecophysiology. Um, so it's physiology um, integrated into the eco- ecology, so plant stuff. So, so way above my pay grade because I won't understand any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so... So five and a half years in Australia, and then Canada, and then I moved back to Canada. I'm Canadian, so. um, originally. So yeah, I moved back to Canada. I moved back uh, back east towards Quebec, and uh, I just couldn't cope with how cold, how long it was, and I needed mountains. And yeah, so I moved. I moved uh, in the west uh, two and a half years ago now, almost three years actually. And I don't regret it. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, I could see. I mean, I like the mountains. <laughs> so why? Would, yeah. So um, when you started triathlons and stuff and got into adventure race, what what was the thing that really um, was? What was it about adventure racing that kept you going with it? I think it's uh, it's uh, the, the way because I've got many friends who would ask me why why would you do that or mm. even ultra marathons mm. and stuff like that. And it's my I I don't do yoga meditation and stuff. I'm not really good at that stuff. But that's my that's my way of switching off. Mm. And it's uh it's weird to say, but I I feel like re-energized after a race, like feel like I finally disconnected and I, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense at all. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, at a minimum, you're spending four, five, six, seven, eight days without a phone. Yeah, completely. Well, they start, but also like I, to, to give an example, like we did um, Expedition Africa last year. Um. I did expression in Africa, and I had no recollection of one of the bike legs. It was like a 90k bike leg. Mm-hmm. And you would think that if I had no recollection, I must have been really slow and sleepy. 
but then we came second like in the first we had the second fastest time on that bike yeah. leg so and i was apparently like fully awake i just had no recollection of it huh. so i was just switched off i was just like yeah like just pedal 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 very <laughs> so when you switch off i mean are you completely unaware or are you like uh, like watching yourself or yeah, i mean can you describe it I don't know. I think it's just uh, I just don't have all those thoughts that are racing in my head, like of the daily daily routine mm. and and stuff. Or am I gonna be okay in a month? Like, what is gonna happen? Is my house gonna go on fire? You know, like nothing. Like I'm just I don't know. It's just completely like quiet. Wow. It's quiet in my head, and I'm just enjoying where I am. Yeah. And, and and that's not a conscious decision. It just, I mean, you don't like say, okay, I'm going to shut off now for this bike ride. It just, you just get into no, that it just happens. Med- sort of meditative yeah. state. Yeah, completely. And, well, and it's kind of interesting because down in, I was down in Florida last week at C2C and talking, especially the soloist, um, kind of had that same thing, you know. It's, that it's very meditative and, and shuts off and, and things like that. So, um, but and yeah, and and that's why I like I like racing solo too. Like for for like ten hours or of these kind of distances, like I find it really really cool, really good for the mind and <laughs> there's no pressure. Like you just go at your at your pace and and just switch off. So. It, it, this is kind of something I've been interested in in the last, I don't know, a few months because I've been going going back in time and going over races in my head. Can you, like, pick a race that you've done in your head and, like, go through all the stages except for the bicycling ones that you, you blacked out on? Do you remember the courses like that? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a few, there's a few legs that, uh-huh. that I remember like really clearly but there's quite often in an expedition race there's like a good chunk that i i completely black out yeah interesting um all right mm-hmm. i'm going to ask you my question i haven't asked this for anybody in a long time but um since we're talking about races do you do you know can you tell me like your best and worst six hours of racing in your career my best and my worst yeah, six hours of racing. Six hours of racing. Yeah. Ooh, I. Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, in an expedition or in, in general? Uh, actually, any racing. Any racing. Yeah. Um, oh man. Well, I. Uh, maybe one of the multi race that I've done here. I was, was talking about um, was about six hours long mm-hmm. and I had a blast I had a blast because I I was racing against guys it was a I was in solo mm-hmm. and they were only like solo men they were teens but they were like only men's in solos in my category yeah. and I I managed to get in a headset by I was fine. I did not have to compete with them. And 
and I would just go at my pace and have fun. And I started the race in that mindset, which was really good for me. Um, cause I tend to be a little stressed at the start of a race. Yeah. And just by having fun, I managed to pick them up one by one and I passed the last one uh, in the last leg of the race. Oh. Well, I, I passed the first guy. Yeah. Um, at the last leg of the race, so I managed to to beat them all last year, so I was pretty happy. That's pretty. So that, that was a good, uh, that was a good time. But um, in an expedition, in an expedition race, I think um, I'm trying like probably one of my first one when I raced with Paul Romero. Okay. In California. Yep. Um. Like it, it was the scariest, one of the scariest moments of my life, but at the same time, the best because because I learned to trust that hundred percent my team <laughs> was when we went through that fire. I don't know if you remember. Um, there was a forest fire. It was Gold Rush, two thousand eleven, I believe. I don't remember that. There was a forest fire, and we Viva Red, Vida Red managed to go through first before the first fire and we're in second place mm. and we went through the fire um oh. well through the fire the fire was just on the other side of the river and stuff and i was petrified but um paul and karen and, and the team just like we just worked together so well that we managed to climb what we had to climb to make it work and and stay safe and so yeah that was one of my best one i guess yeah well um uh, yeah i Duh, yeah, fire, that's scary. <laughs> and, um, and, well, yeah, I said that, but then I had, I can't remember which race it was, though, but one with Jason, uh, 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 I can never say his last name. Um, yeah, I had really a, a lot of fun racing with Jason as well. But, uh, yeah, one of my worst. Six hours was probably in Echo Challenge last year. I was uh, I was fairly sick uh, for most of the race, but there is one day where I had like massive stomach cramps, oh. and that was not an enjoyable day where I had like to stop and curl up in a little ball on the side of the trail for a bit. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that can be pretty miserable. How do you uh-huh. yeah? How do you push through when you're that sick? Do you just realize, well, I got to get to the finish anyway? So yeah, well, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I mean, like whether I'm racing or I'm not racing, I'm gonna be sick the same way. Yeah. Just that every time I, I ate something, I was sick. So yeah. yeah, and at that point, at that point, it was like literally getting to the finish. So there was no quitting. Yeah, yeah. When you're in the middle of the jungle, there's yeah, you can't call an Uber. No, no. <laughs> so, um, has there any, I mean, fire is scary, but has there any been any time racing that you, you really, really have said that this, this is a really dumb situation that I've gotten into and it's like really scary and I don't want to be Oh, here. that one, like that, that fire thing, yeah. like we had the helicopter like above our head, like flashing the lights, basically telling us to not go. Oh. But the team decided to go, yeah. so we, we went. And as we went further, we're kind of stuck in that kind of canyon with the fire on the left side of the river, mm. the river and mm. kind of a cliffy 
side on the right. Yeah. So, yeah, they, yeah, and we had like our bibs over our faces because we couldn't really breathe. Like there was a lot of smoke yeah. around. So that that was one of the situation where I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was not impressed with myself and I was petrified, like literally, like shaking. So does that does that change you after going through? you know, that, that intensive an experience, I mean, does it make it like, well, if I, if I've done that, then, you know, this other thing's not going to be so as scary. Completely. Like completely. It gives you, it, well, it gives me anyway, like a sense of, uh, a confidence that I didn't have before mm -hmm. and, and pride, right? Yeah. Like, even if it, a lot of people would say like that was stupid, you guys shouldn't have gone blah blah blah. Like I did push through some of my fears, and that made me stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most people saying hearing that story would say, well, you, of course you shouldn't have done that. But well, maybe I should say most of this audience would understand. <laughs> most most normal people would think you should have stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Going back to like racing against men, when when you're in a uh, an elite female athlete, if you do you have to race men a lot to, for the competition, or do you have you know women around you that you are can race with? There is like there are a few. There are like yeah, there are really strong races in the in the Okanagan. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people like there are there are a few really strong multi-sport races, but most of most of the people that I know are more specialized in one sport. Yeah. So I get my ass kicked all the time. Okay. But like in in each like in each um, each sport, like I will always be like training with stronger people than me, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, it's great for me because when it's pushing me to get better. Uh, but I do train a lot with men. Yeah. I think it's just the natural things. Like I, I do meet more men yeah. doing what I do. And yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I hate I hate to say it, but yeah. Usually, usually there are more stronger men. There may not. There may be strong women, but yeah, to really push yourself, I could see. You know, of course, I like running training with strong women so yeah there is a really strong uh, trail running community in uh, in Kelowna mm -hmm. um yeah so that which is great like I can't can't keep up with most of them no. but it's pushing me to get better at yeah. it so but on the same and token same thing with the mountain yeah. biking like there is like some extreme mountain biking around here that I don't think I will ever be able to do <laughs> I don't know if I've got the wheel to do it yeah. either, uh, but it made me such, like a better racer, a better mountain biker since I moved here than I've ever been. Yeah, yeah I can see that living in that area. Um, but on the flip side of that coin, do you ever just go out by yourself because you want to just like go out and cruise and you don't want to have to be, you know... I do a lot of my training on my okay. own. Well, by... When I say by my own, is like with my dog. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite often uh, just us and uh, running or biking together. But yeah, I can see that because 
you don't want to have that intensity of pushing against everybody all the time. And as you said, like, it's not, like, when I go for long, like, for example, I was training for UTMB a couple of years ago, and I would spend, like, six, eight hours at a time in my mountain just doing laps. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of hard to find people who wants to do that. <laughs> there is that part, too, yeah. Yeah. So. so like most people will come for a lap. Yeah. Well, you know, you get, get a dozen people that will do a lap with you, you get a good workout. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So where do you think you are physically in your career? Are you are you still getting working towards your peak or you know what what do you think where do you think you can um, get to? So yeah, as a racer you mean? Yeah. Um I don't know like I think I think I'm as strong as I've ever been like for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've been there, but I'm more and more going towards ultra running. Okay. Uh, I'm going back. I'm going back to UTMB this year. Um, so I'm going to Oregon. I'm going to race in Oregon mm-hmm. as a, either a team of two or a team of four, because right now we are only two of us. Okay. So we will do that, but as soon as that's done, I will just focus on running again for UTMB. Um. But yeah, I think I think I've got still a couple of years in me of uh, of expedition racing, like trying to push it hard, and then I will probably like get into ultra running and schema racing a bit more. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, do you think you need to? If you if you wanted to absolute get to your peak in any one sport, do you think you would have to just do that sport or or? I mean, because you do a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I've never been, I've never been such a strong runner yeah. as I was when I trained for UTMB. But I couldn't, like, even if I wanted to cross train when I was training for UTMB, I just couldn't. I was spending so much time like just going up and down that mountain yeah. that I was just exhausted. But then, but then the ten thousand meters didn't feel as painful anymore. Yeah. <laughs> When I had to do them. Yeah, amazing how how that training like that works makes you stronger, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Do you, so, you know, since you're targeting and that's a big race, do you have a goal in your mind of what you know, of what you, how well you could do in the race, or for you, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So when I went two years ago, I wanted to I wanted to make it under thirty five hours, mm-hmm. and I made it. I made a really rookie mistake. <laughs> I forgot my nutrition in Canada, <laughs> and yeah, that was really dumb. And I got a friend to send it to me uh, to France, but it got there the day after UTM. Well, of course, yeah. So that did not work out, and um, and so I ate at eight station, and every time that I've done that in an ultra, I've been sick, yeah. like stomach sick. And so I did that for UTMB because I had no choice; I had no, nothing else. And um, I made it through halfway in fifteen hours, and I may have been pushing a bit too hard at the start, I must admit as well. So that didn't help my stomach, but. By the mid course at Cormayer, I was I was really getting sick. Like I couldn't keep any food. 
And um, so it took me 27 hours to do my second half because I was not quitting. <laughs> <laughs> so I finished in 42 hours, yeah. um, but I was not pretty. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, going there, like, I'm, I really want to get under that 35 hours. Like, I, I know I can do it. And, yeah, that's my, that's my goal. Cool. That seems like a race that no matter who you are, even if it goes perfect, you're probably not going to do that well the first time. And we did have really awful yeah. weather. Like, I did not see the Mont Blanc for the first 35 hours. Wow. I did not see it at all. It was raining and foggy, and we had snow on top, and it was windy and cold, and yeah. And I I, I missed my support crew. They didn't let my support crew at the first point, but they could see us, which was like 35 or 30-something K in. They didn't let her in because they thought they have like this um, software, I guess, that predicts the time that the races are coming mm. in. And so they didn't let my sister in, uh, saying that I wouldn't be here for quite a while. Oh, yeah. And I got there completely soaked, ready to to change, because I I was going in the dark, like in a, in the night, in the cold, in the mountains, and I didn't see my sister, so I had to go. And the first time I saw her was at the 80k mark. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so that did not help either. Yeah, that 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 sucks. So. Mm -hmm. I suppose they got to do that because they have so many runners that yeah they can't really. Yeah, and I, I totally get yeah. it. It just but it still yeah, sucks. It's just shitty when you're a racer and you're trying to find your support crew and it's not there because they can't get in. Yeah. So. so yeah, I shouldn't have relied so much on it, but at the same time the weather was so bad from the start on that I could have done with a change of clothes at that point. I think. I I, I hear you there. So. Um, so you got a, you got a year of running. Well, I mean, so you're going to do Expedition Oregon, then you're going to do UMBT. Do you have anything then after that, or do you chill for a while and recover? Or yeah, I would probably just recover and, and chill and have fun. Well, I, I've got a lot of uh, a lot of exploring to do for Expedition Canada 2021. Mm -hmm. um, I've got already a course in mind, and I need to do a lot of scouting. Yeah. Uh, so I would still be like mountain biking and paddling and having fun around here. Just um, well, I do have a 50k race in July as well. I think. Okay, yeah. Well, Run one. What do you need? You don't need to train for that. Well, that would be my training for UDMB. Okay. <laughs> so. um, but yeah, like yeah, no, like 50k runs. I think I can I can do pretty much any any day. Yeah. Go out and just go out and I'm do it. I'm always pretty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, except for that, it's just like, it's going to be uh, going around, exploring and having fun on the bikes and on canoes and pack crafts and stuff. Yeah, sounds fun. So, I mean, you got to start planning, you know, a year and year and a half out for for putting mm -hmm. on a race. How far out do you look for races that you want to do? So I've got a, I've got a couple of years of uh, courses in mind mm -hmm. and... Uh, and I really would like to put one in winter. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I've got the demand or the people interested in it before I move forward with that one. Yeah. Which that would be interesting. I, I don't, it hasn't been really a winter race for a long time. Hello. Oh, you're back. 
I could I could hear everything. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, all of a sudden you were gone, and it's like, well, it, not the first time, won't be the last time. So, <laughs> um, so I, I got a, I got a couple more questions about Expedition Canada. What um, what will you consider a success for your race? Can you hear me now? Oh, now you're back. Yay! Well, <laughs> who knows what it's about? But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't move. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get this done before it happens again. <laughs> so, okay. My last question was, um, what what will you what makes Expedition Canada a success in your mind? What makes Expedition Canada what? Sorry. A success to you. I mean. When when you get done with the race and all the racers have gone home, you know how how will you define that it was a successful race? Um, well, by by a few things, but mostly by the races mm -hmm. and how they like the course. Um, but also by not missing out, missing up like the times and and really have like the winners coming in two days and and not twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know that it's really frustrating for races. Like uh, I get really frustrated when I'm ready to do a four-day race and I get in in like two and a half. Yeah. So, um, so. Yeah. So by that and mostly by the races, like my, I guess my goal number one is for people to have a lot of fun and and enjoy the race, right? That's good. Um, okay. So, and and you you don't have to answer this if you don't want to because it's it's a secret, but. I mean, is it is it going to be a linear race? Um, you know, are all the checkpoints mandatory? How how are are you setting it up? If you want to answer Every, that, everything is mandatory. Okay. Um, all the checkpoints will be mandatory. It is um, it is a <laughs> linear. <laughs> uh, well, sort of. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to answer more. Okay. <laughs> so. So, but, but uh, I do I do have options to make it a short course um, if speed, so I'm gonna make sure that everybody passes the line. So, sounds good. Sounds like you um, know what you're doing. <laughs> Hopefully, and I do have a lot of support by uh, over race electricity, so that makes it a lot easier for me. I bet it does. So, but yeah. Okay, so what did you do for training today? Uh, today I went for an hour and a bit run. Okay. Trail run with my colleagues. All right. So, and as, as a lot of people know, my training, as soon as we get done, I'm going to feed the chili dog and take her out for a hike. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It is. So, well, I appreciate, uh, spending some time with me and, um, you know, I'm anxious to see how the race goes. Yeah, and we hope to see you soon uh, at Expedition Canada, like one uh, of these years, no. if you're great. No, I like, I like Canadians, and I like Canada, so. Here we go. Well, you're always welcome here. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.
scared to go to proud to run It's yours for his your gun We're sending you out to Vietnam Try to stay cool, try to stay calm Never seen nothing but that mid-Texas dirt Never been on a flying machine But your job now is to take this gun And kill everything that you see It's a long way home It's a long your lungs you got jungle fires and trip bomb wires and blazing red turret guns it's a long way home it's a long 